This podcast is sponsored by Hibu, an award-winning e-commerce fulfillment provider, helping online businesses grow by taking care of all their order fulfillment needs, picking, packing, and posting products to customers all over the world. Fuel your growth and fulfill your ambitions with Hibu. Hello and welcome to Three Peeps in a Podcast, Robin's Review. A 2-1 defeat at Allen Road as City brought three games in a week to a close and a brutal 750 miles in a matter of days travel for fans. Leeds proved too strong with 21 shots to City's nine, eight on target for Leeds and two for us. But we remained in the game to the very end and we entered the international break in 14th place. Leeds' three words were 0-4 parachutes. The higher quality depth and player attention enabled by parachute payments makes a difference again. We toiled away, but we were generally one level below all over. Similarities to the Leicester game. And for me, Matt, that was much better performance than on Wednesday, but a very different opposition. Yeah, and I think I think that's why um, you see that as a better performance, even though we, we kind of won the game on Wednesday. But as Lee said, Leeds had quality all over the pitch. Their their width was excellent. Defensively, they were very good. The young lad, Archie Gray, who I think is Frank Gray's grandson, but he was excellent. 17, I think he is, 17, 18. And you you kind of, you're always going to be disappointed when you lose. And I don't think, and and I'm sure you'll, you'll reference it in the pod patch, we listened to, for me, one of the best interviews I've ever heard from a player post game. Um, in Cal Naismith's interview when we were travelling back. And he said exactly how it is. He doesn't want to be, you know, yeah, we played well, or he wants to be beating teams. And he and he, he called it, Leeds aren't the team that they were. Um, and, you know, they haven't been on scintillating form. And it was a game, had we been, as Carl said, the best version of ourselves, mm-hmm. I think we would have got something out of it. Um, we weren't. And Lee's point about the parachute payments, I read this morning from from James Piercy in Bristol Live, um, it's the 12th straight away league game that we've lost to a team that has come out of the Premiership, Premier League, sorry. So it kind of shows where we need to get to in terms of up in our performance against these teams. And unfortunately, unless you've got eight, nine players who are playing at a seven and eight in terms of our rating, you're not going to beat a team like Leeds. Um, well, yeah, exactly. You look at the, going back to that Etihad game where we were playing against Man yeah. City, the whole of the City City 11 played at an exactly. eight or a nine and yeah. were able to go into the halftime one nil up. So yeah. equally, it's a test for them all and they should be up in their game to match the, the Leeds opposition. Well, I, th- I think, what was it, 36,000 yesterday? Yeah. Um, I, I don't, and it's, it's not sour grapes. I don't like Ellen Roden as the way fan. I think it's the the facilities, the stand is, is dreadful. You've but got you no cannot... chance of getting a drink. We were there at two o'clock, for example, yeah. and there was queues, you know, yeah. 10 deep. Um, but you can't argue with the atmosphere and you can't argue with, with you know, leads from a, a, a club point of view. But we need it. And, and actually, we did start off really well. But we needed to keep that going and keep them quiet and them really grow into it. But as I said, I, th- I think in the end, quality told. Um, and it's just a little bit of a shame because I don't, I feel we're, we're better than 14th at the moment. Hmm. Um, and I know what, what are we, three points off a of sixth? 
Um, but there are obviously a lot of teams in front of us. But yeah, just 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 a little bit disappointed, really, as I say, that that there were just too many that weren't on their game yesterday. And in, in the end, that's what costs us. And equally, though, Matt, as well, that if you compare it to the Leicester game, which obviously yeah. Lee, Lee was, I, I thought we went at Leeds a bit more than we did Leicester. Oh, we, we definitely did. Um, I think you also have to say, I think Leicester are a better side than Leeds. Um, so from that yeah. point of view, I think I think the control that Leicester had on the game mm. was far greater than Leeds did. Um, but Leeds, to be fair to them, are a, a bit more of a work in progress, I guess, with with the new manager. Well, both have got new managers, haven't they? But mm. um, but you're right. I think Nigel Pearson referenced that he wanted us to be more of ourselves um, and to try going them, and, and I think we did. But just in the key areas, the wide areas. Leeds were so much better than us. Um, my overwhelming when when I was walking out the ground um, yesterday was, I was I was personally gutted, but I was gutted for Carl May Smith and Rob Dickey because I thought both were superb yesterday, um, and they they've come away with nothing. Um, and as I say, you know, obviously listen to the podcast as your, your primary listening uh, tool for Bristol City. But that Carl May Smith interview is is brilliant. The way that he's so honest um, and says. Even with scoring a goal, meant nothing to him at the time. Great at the end of the game means absolutely nothing, and I and I love that attitude. He spoke like a manager. I thought yesterday, Patch. Well, he's going to be he one. Re- yeah, he, he really has that that look about him, doesn't he? In the way that he talks. Yeah. Okay. Before we get into the podcast, a bit of admin. I've got a competition coming up this week. Football Art Dash Chris Lee uh, posted some beer map posters on Twitter a couple of days ago and he's kindly given us a couple to give away um as a podcast prize so please do retweet and follow football art chris lee as well as us so that's at football art c lee all one word and uh yeah some really good posters some really good beer mats there that he's created basso atio vyman murray tin man merrick Gary Shelton, Leroy Lita, Jerry Gow, Aidan Flint, Sean Goethe, and Lewis Carey. And um, obviously he's he's picked some some great players there, loads more players that that could be done. So yeah, I really like the look of those. So yeah, get involved in that competition. Um one more thing as well. So we ha- I had an email. Um well, we had an email on the way up to Leeds, Matt, which I read out to you from Simon yeah. Jones and Phil Thomas. I'm just going to read it verbatim. They're looking for a bit of support. Um, so I was hoping you might be able to give me and my friend a little plug on the podcast, supporting the charity Dementia UK by t- by participating in their initiative, Fans versus Dementia. This is where we use our love of the beautiful game to raise awareness and funds for the great work that Dementia UK do to support people who are touched by this illness. My family has experienced the sadness of dementia firsthand, and at the moment, both of Phil's parents are suffering, which, as we know, has a big knock-on impact to those all around them. With Fans versus Dementia, you select an away game of your choice and walk to the game. So Phil and myself have made the decision to walk the 45 miles from Ashton Gate to Cardiff City Stadium to watch the game on the 28th of October. We have been supported fantastically by Celtic Manor and Cardiff, who are providing us tickets for the game and shelter. Uh, 45 miles may not be that far, but it will certainly feel like it for one slightly overweight, nearly 55-year-old with very short legs. So... There's um, a, a website you can go on to support them. So it's uh, dementiauk.enthuse.com slash pf slash Simon dash Jones. 
or uh, Phil Dash Thomas. So we're hoping to get a bit more detail on that, and we'll put the, put it all through our our Twitter page, and hopefully we'll get both of them on the podcast at some time. But great work to both of them, and please do support if you can. Right, let's do our check in. Uh, we'll come to our guest first. It's returning guest Mark Powell from all the way down in Cornwall. Um, Mark, you were abroad watching the game yesterday, but how are you out of ten? Oh, I tell you what, guys, <clears throat> I, I, I would have been an eight, but I stood on the scales this morning, so I'm now a seven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, Not enough I've surfing. Good in... <laughs> yeah, well, that's the trouble when you're away, mate. I, uh, uh, um, I'm not, I'm not out uh, surfing or doing other things like that. And uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, my food addiction and cake addiction has come back to haunt me. So yeah, I'm down to a seven. Brilliant. Uh, good stuff. Yeah, I think I'm a seven as well. Uh, it was a long old day yesterday and matt matt is very prompt with his arrival times if he says he's picking me up at 8 a.m he'll be here bang on 8 a.m i reckon he waits around the corner and purposely arrives bang on time but as i was walking out the door i heard a beep 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 noise um and the the freezer had been left open all night so all of the stuff that was in the freezer is 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 ruined uh, we're going to cook as most most of it today um, as we can. So we've got mum and dad and and uh, brother coming round and the family. So we're going to try and get through as much as we can. But yeah, I left her with that to sort out. <laughs> Didn't I, Matt? I was phoning her and saying, yeah, who, um, yeah, who, the left the free- open. "Who left the freezer open, Patch? It was me. Which, was it it ah, was def- right. definitely oh, me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've got no one else. Never to blame. admit it. Yeah. Never admit it, mate. <laughs> blame one of the kids. Blame the ghosts. Um, so yeah. Uh, but it was a good day, all in all. We um we met up with with Tom and Lizzie before the game, Matt, in in the Weatherspoons in Central Leeds, which was which was great. And and yeah, it, the away day atmosphere is always fantastic. So, oh, and the, the well, what we we managed to avoid that tailback on the motorway as well, Matt. Literally, um, it was queued all the way back up to the junction, and we nipped off the junction and went down the A thirty eight instead. But some people were in a right mess yesterday coming home. Well, it seems as though yeah. From by all accounts from the reports, it was the Barnsley football team's coach, the players' coach, that caught fire. Um, yeah, blocked blocked the M5 um, on the northbound side, but they they stopped the traffic. We could smell the fire from probably a good mile out, patch, couldn't we? Yeah. Um, and then literally, as as we hit the southbound side where it was um, the, the traffic, it was then becoming to a standstill. We were right by the junction for Stroud, so you you quite quickly said i think the junction's right there so we we, we were able to get across and uh all legally and into the right lane and um we're able to get off and then get down, down the a38 but yeah i know we know don't we alan dan and i think the the, the coaches quite, were, quite were a lot stuck. of people yeah were yeah messaging. so sort of yeah you know, i don't know what time they would have got back 10 30 11 i guess but um yeah you know thankfully um everybody was okay so that's the important thing but no it was a good day um i mean you know Great, great trip up. Um, quite quick as well. We got there early, didn't we? Um, we stopped twice as well, didn't we, on the way up? Uh, no, just the once, wasn't it? Was it? Okay. Yeah, just the once. Thanks for paying attention. Um, and <laughs> obviously parked up just around the corner. You you identified, thanks to Alan, a pub. Yeah, thanks to Alan, Alan yeah, Edgar, yeah, who Alan recommended Edgar. a pub, which uh, yeah. Matt wasn't keen to walk to. I said, come on, it's only up the road. Yeah. Dodgy knees, overweight, walking's not my thing. Um, so yeah, we start we start walking, and, and Patch then just asks in the industrial estate, "Is this pub just uh, just around the corner?" No, mate, that one's closed down. 
So yeah. Uh, yeah, that was that was joyful. Um, and even though Northern Tom had put it in our chat that that was the away pub, but it was closed down. No, he said so, it on yeah, the pod, we, uh, didn't he? He did say on the pod. Yeah, that's true. Um, so then we got the uh, an Uber into Tank, didn't we? Into to Weatherspoons, which was all very nice. And as you say, yeah, met up with Tom and uh, his his girlfriend Lizzie. So that was nice. And yeah, br- brilliant atmosphere. I did struggle with Leeds fans chanting we didn't sell all our tickets when clearly we did yeah i don't know what um, that was about so i don't quite know whether there's more of an allocation that tends to get given to other clubs or not i don't know but well, i think there was just the segregation rows that yeah. uh that weren't filled but that but was filled with stewards them, and police wasn't it for them to be chanting that they must have seen games where fans fill that area up so mm. Uh, it was yeah, certainly no, a tight all, all, squeeze in there they weren't it i felt like a little bit claustrophobic in there it, it was and when you've got someone is fat as me and then someone as tall as you yeah it's not not the best of combinations for those small seats <laughs> but uh no it was it was it was a brilliant atmosphere and you know i'm not i'm not going to be too down on the team because as i say i think you know we've referenced it so many times before but those parachute payments have a massive massive impact on this division um and it won't be any surprise to see the likes of leicester Leeds, southampton near the top of the table at the end of the season yeah. Um, and something does need to be done about it because I do always feel it's just not a level playing field. It's not a level playing field. Okay. But for me, like you boys, I'm I'm a seven as well. Cool. Good stuff. Three sevens, jackpot. Right. Lineup. Cornick out, Wells in from the Rotherham game. Um Taylor Gardner Hickman continues at right back. No Tanner in the squad mark. Uh we were expecting, half expecting Tanner to reappear. Yeah, um, obviously that's that, that injury is going to take a little bit longer. Um, the international break has probably come to our rescue a little bit here. Um, and again, was it going to be Wells, Wells starting or Cornet? Flick a coin. I think uh, um, I wouldn't be surprised if if Nigel Ant made his, his mind up earlier on in the week and he was going to start one one game and 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 bring the other one back. Mm. Um, he'd already said Tommy wasn't going to start. Um, so yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't a great surprise. Um, I did see quite a few comments. People were saying, you know, Ari had a good game. It's not fair to, uh, to drop him. Um, I don't see that so much as dropped is more, more, uh, just, rotated. You, you know, just, just rotated really. Yeah. That was my view. And the rest of the team picks itself these days. Yeah, absolutely. Does Matt, dis- any disagreements with that? No, I think, I think, um, Current climate, Naki Wells is the the number one striker out of those two. So um, I'm I'm in agreement with Mark. I think it was pre-planned that one would play, one would one would start the other. Um, so yeah, no no problem with that at all. Okay, into the minutes then. Fifth minute, Wells drives forward and is fouled. Naismith's free kick from 30 yards is chipped into the box and cleared by Leeds back in by Wells and Dickie narrowly misses a header um, and on inspection watching it on TV Mark uh, there was claims that Dickie was bundled over and actually Joe Williams gets booked for claiming the penalty oh, guys you know I've I sent a text at the time on a WhatsApp forum saying it's good to see that we've had our, our usual penalty nailed on penalty turned down yet again I couldn't believe it. You know, they've got their their defenders coming right through Dickie's back. Um, he's the wrong side of him, um, and the referee didn't even give it a second thought. Um, mm. It was a bit like the, um, the the two the the two penalty shouts we had up at Rotherham, in that uh, a guy who's been taken out, um, stopping him getting to the ball, 
and the referees just don't just don't even look at it anywhere else on the pitch. That's a penalty. You know, sorry, that's a free kick. Yeah. Um, and we just don't get them. And it's I don't know. I don't know what we do about this. Matt, obviously it's we're just... down the other end of the pitch and couldn't really see that. But um, did it maybe just come too early in the game? If that's in the 85th minute, more chance of a penalty. It shouldn't make a difference, though. Shouldn't make a difference. I think you, you, you add in, unfortunately, the Keith Stroud effect, who, well, as yeah. we all know, just isn't really of the, the, the necessary quality. I do think he's improved, actually, over the years, the last couple of years. But um, we we couldn't see from where we were. I mean, plus we had the... the um, a bar in the way from a restricted viewing point of view. But I just think the way that Dickie reacted, um, it, it was clear that something was amiss with it. And and then, yeah, obviously we see in the chat that it should be a pen. I don't know uh, what yeah. the uh, what the latest is on the, the days since the penalty, but uh, we're, we're, we're creeping back up, Mark, aren't we? <laughs> we're getting when it was uh, February last year. We got the penalty up at uh, up at Sunderland, and then we get another one straight away at home. Um, and we've had you know countless uh, uh, nailed on penalties since then, and nothing given. Um, so yeah, we're we're going to get. I think we're going to get to the annual anniversary before we get a penalty. That's for sure. Two hundred and twenty-four we'll days. We need to get seventeen <laughs> get hours, nine. twenty-six minutes, <laughs> twenty-seven minutes. There you go. <laughs> What we was need the, to what? get Nige back on. We need to get Nige yeah. back on uh, Radio Five, on yeah. Radio. whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. two hundred and twenty-four days, seventeen hours. And what was the? What was? What did we get up to before? Can you remember? I can't remember. It was over oh, well it was, over a year, wasn't it? It was well over. It was over four hundred, wasn't it? Was it? Yeah, like four sixty, was it? Oh, yeah. we got a little way to go yet, then. Right. Okay. Seventh minute. More pressure. Naismith out to Sykes. Cross wins a corner. Um, and yeah, good period of pressure. So. The first sort of ten minutes, Mark, we we were we were attacking, we were putting pressure on Leeds. Yeah, we we started off really really well. We 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 just didn't have that killer ball it, um, during this period, but we started off well. Uh, and and I go back to what you were saying earlier on, Matt. You know, the, Leeds aren't Leicester, um, and it was good to see that we went there with the intent that we were going to have a go at them. We weren't going to sit back. We were going to have a go. And and that shows. I have seen um, tweets which have been sent out by one particular Leeds fan afterwards. We reckon, you know, we were the best team they've seen at Ellen Road this year. Um, and it was good to see a team who's come to attack and play football. And at this point, yeah, you did think, you know, we 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 could go and win this game. Yeah, we were looking good. Yeah, there was lots of comments about teams going there and parking the bus, and we certainly didn't start out doing that. And yeah, even in the services on the way home, we bumped in some Leeds fans, and they said exactly the same thing. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's good, good to hear. Right, Matt, tenth minute, Leeds break with Dicky chasing back. The ball comes across, and Leeds striker Rutter, who looked offside from from for me when in when running in live, blazes over from six yards and an open goal, a real let off. And watching that back this morning it's horrific miss <laughs> it's 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 hard to put it over the bar than it is to score isn't it um yeah. it's just one of those where he doesn't get the right connection with his his foot um it was terrible defending um and it, and it's a theme that kept happening we kept getting caught um especially on the right hand side wide with with players not not tracking runners um mark sykes in particular with with gardner hickman going beyond uh, and we kept getting caught out, um, and we did it on the other side as well with with Sam Bow. And it's it's one of those things that 
when you play the formation we play, as great as both Mark Sykes and Sam Bell have been this season going forward, um, defensively, they need to be more switched on. They need to be more aware of when, uh, as I say, there, there was a good, well, I bored you yesterday because I kept saying it, Patch, didn't I? But there were just so many occasions yesterday where they didn't go with a runner, um, just didn't spot the passing move. And I think for me, that was such a major difference yesterday was just the pace at which Leeds moved the ball out wide and then the way that they were able to sort of transition so quickly as well through the midfield. Um, but yeah, I mean, how he misses that, only he will know. I mean, he'll be having nightmares about it, won't he? Because it was just an absolute it, it, sitter. Yeah, if you notice, the, in fairness to him, the ball bounces literally just before him. So instead of getting a connection on his foot, I think it's come off as like his ankle. Yeah. But I bet he could he could go for that opportunity another 99 times <laughs> and he'll put it in the net every time because, it, yeah. as, you, as you said, he was inside the six-yard box. He must have been only two yards yeah. out. It, yeah. it takes some doing to put that over and the bar. Max, Max was front post, wasn't he? So he literally had... Yeah, yeah the whole goal yeah, yeah. To, aim, to aim at, didn't he? So, he didn't yeah. have to aim, he just had to touch it. Yeah, that. exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just throw your body yeah. at it. Right, Mark, 16th minute, Dickie sprays one to Bell um, and he wins a corner. It was a great ball and, and one for Bell to chase. And that seemed a key tactic yesterday was just to ping it out to Bell, who was often in space on the touchline, uh, for him to run run at Leeds, which which, he, which we know he can do really well. But that ball from Dickie, and we've seen it a number of times at Rotherham, and we've seen it a number of times yesterday. We've seen that from Dickie, we've seen that from Naismith, and we've seen it from Viner. So great to have that range of passing from centre-backs. Yeah, it, it, and it was a bit of a shame actually. There was there was a few other opportunities where the pass just wasn't quite good. You know, that same pass just wasn't quite good enough because he was in acres of space at, at times, but the ball was just like you know too far in front of him. It went out or just too high and it went out. Um, but yeah, it was a ball we tried. Well, we've tried in, in in numerous games and it's worked and it was working well yesterday. Um, and when and we'll get to it later on when Nemit came on. Um, you know, that, that we still carried on hitting that ball and it, it carried on working for us. Yeah. 25th minute, Matt Wells down injured after coming to, after coming together. Looks like he's rolled his ankle. Uh, TGH, Dickey and Naismith playing some really intricate passing at the back. Very nervy sometimes to watch as we're watching on from the sidelines. But uh, yeah, that, that Wells injury, as we now know, he was in a um, looked like he was in a, a brace of some sort. He was on crutches, so that's going to be a, a, a big loss, massive loss. Yeah, I mean, it, we we again because of where we were, we couldn't see exactly what had happened. But um, from listening to Nigel Pearson afterwards, he's he's obviously gone over on his ankle. Um, but yeah, he was on crutches, as you say, in a big boot um, as he came out later on in the the second half, um, and it's. Again, hopefully, international break comes at the right time, and it is just a case of the it set, settles down, rolled ankle, and you know uh, he's okay for the next game. I guess what you could say is you would expect Tommy Conway to be able to start the next game now with the international break, so Tommy probably comes in as that number nine um, anyway. So it gives a, a little bit more recovery time for Naki if that's the case. Um, it's, it's difficult, Patch, when you, you talked about the passing at the back. Um, I think when you're when you're fans of a certain age and you've watched our club in particular, 
you're not used to playing it around at the back <laughs> and you're not, you know, it's, it doesn't feel comfortable, does it? doesn't feel comfortable the ball getting rolled back to Max and strikers coming, converging oh, on him. I was getting palpitations um, just watching yeah. it. And, and I, you know, it is that adage of, oh, just, you know, sometimes just clear it. But actually, if you want to play a certain way and you want to break the press and you want to, you know, open up the lines and stuff, you and then uh, any other kind of um, onion bag analogies that I can give. Um, but if you want to play like that, you, you've got to accept that those sort of moments are going to happen. Um, it's it's whether you've got the players capable of doing it and, and they need to learn from that. Um, you know, I look at Manchester United at the moment and they've so say got a goalkeeper who's capable of doing it. I can't see it for love the money at the moment. He looks an absolute fool. But yeah, I mean, the, the nerves were absolutely shredded from you. You kept sort of almost screaming out, didn't you, at times? Just get rid of it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was, um, that's the way they want to play, isn't it? Yeah, 30th minute. So that was the 25th minute. It wasn't until the 30th minute that we make the substitution mark. Yeah. I think there was, um, you know, a, a period of play for a couple of minutes where it we did have the chance, I think, to put it out, but we didn't. Um, obviously, yeah. having a having it being the, 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 the striker, you know, it's not going to affect defending or anything, but there was no outlet for those few minutes. But Cornick does come on for Naki Wells. Yeah, uh, you know, I I suppose that's the that's the good thing. Uh, you got a player who who put in a good good shift on on uh, Wednesday night. He he's coming on, uh, and you know, let's be fair, it was Cornick's long throw-ins which were causing causing yeah. problems. So yeah. you know, it didn't it didn't detract from us. If anything, because of his long throw, it actually helped the team. Gives him, yeah, a bit more option. 34th minute, there was great work, Matt, from Cornick on, on, wide on the right. He he picked the ball up, turned inside, took on a couple of players, get in, gets it into the box. Um, unfortunately, it came to nothing, but he got into the game quite quickly, Harry Cornick. Yeah, he did. He's, again, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not... Um... I'm not his number one fan or anything like that, but I also recognise no, what Tom. he's got. Yeah, this, yeah. Also recognise what he's got. He just at times he does the hard bit and then kind of stumbles a little bit and doesn't quite retain the possession and stuff. But he is a handful. He's a different, op, you know, different kind of club in the bag, if you like. Um, and what you will always say with him, he always tries to give a hundred percent, doesn't he? So, um, but yeah. just, just again. In a game like that, the quality difference is, is clear to see. Not, and I don't just mean that with Harry Cornick, just all over the pitch. So, but yeah, you know, there were moments for Harry Cornick where it just didn't quite come off yesterday. The deadlock is broken. Oh, sorry, go on, Mark. Yeah, I was going to say one of the key differences I've seen yesterday: the, the, the passing in the final third from you know from us to Leeds was chalk and cheese. Yeah. You know, we're we're always hurry in the pass or it's a, a flicked pass rather than a, a you know something intentional and it's it's hit to the player yeah. it, the difference was chalk and cheese in that final third i thought the deadlock is broken in the 37th minute it's um kamara playing the ball to joel Piro, whose left foot shot from outside the box is parried by max o'leary uh it comes out to to Jason Knight, who kind of is going in the right direction and then turns back inside. He's dispossessed. Uh, and then it's a ball across the across the box. And yeah, it's just Dan James is there to to, to tap it home, more or less. Uh, Matt, it was a real sort of strange sequence of events, that. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've not seen the shot from front on to see how much it moved to, to see whether Max could have done better. It was definitely hit with venom. 
what you would say is he pushes it away from goal, um, which is what you want your keeper to do. To, to his um, own player. To his own <laughs> player. And in, inexplicably, Jason Knight, who, who, you know, again, I've raved about Jason Knight this season. He was poor yesterday. That's the worst game I've seen Jason Knight have for us. Um, and worryingly, he has an international game, so he's not getting the break that I think he needs. And maybe next next time out, he might need to be rested um, because, yeah, he, he just he, he, he lacked his energy. Um, but in in that moment, don't know why he turned back in, whether he was looking to be able to, to sort of play a ball back to Max, I don't know, but got caught. The ball gets played across. And again, Dan James is the wrong side of Mark Sykes. And you can see it in the, the replay. Sykes is kind of trying to come back to him, but it's just a simple side foot in. For a guy that... Um, He's got a lot of stick, Dan James, over the years. Um, I said to you, Pat, yesterday, you know, this is a guy that's played in the Premier League for three different teams. Mm. You know, Leeds, Fulham and Manchester United, um, as well as being an international player. And, and I thought he was excellent yesterday. I thought he he caused Cam Pring all worlds of problems yesterday. Um, and, you know, for him to come in like that, again, you, you've, got to, you've got to have your body shape such that you know what's going on and you've got to pick your men up. If you don't, you get punished. Um, but you have to say it's it squarely it, it, Jason Knight there. It was a, a terrible, terrible error. Yeah, and 37 minutes into the game, Mark, where we've, you know, we've been attacking, we've been dealing with uh, threats at the back. We've, we've been in the lap of the gods with misses from six yards out uh it was just a disappointing time to concede but that shot from from piero to max have you seen that from an angle which sees any movement or no i you need to have a head-on shot really and i haven't seen that um i i did think max you know maybe should have done some you know done better with that um but you're right as matt as matt was just saying uh i don't know what was jason jason was thinking he's yeah got himself caught i don't know i don't know if he got caught in two minds about what to do as well um but as soon as he got dispossessed yeah the balls aren't gonna end up in one place really um and yeah dan james just stroked it into the corner just seemed to happen in slow motion that goal well and, and let's be fair it how many goals like you know like that have we can yeah have we conceded this season? Well, yeah. let's, let's not go back to previous seasons, but just this <laughs> season. You know, we 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 seem to be the architect of our own downfall too many times, don't we? Dent Magic, your Bristol-based car body repair company. Visit us at Cribs Causeway or Central Bristol, or we can even come to you with our mobile service at your home or workplace. Have you got a scuff, scratch or dent on your vehicle? Dent Magic can fix them all. If you need the magic touch for your vehicle, visit www.dentmagic.net to get your quick quote online today. OK, uh, literally three minutes later, it's, it's, it's night losing the ball in midfield um, and leads are in. And on this occasion, I know Max does really make a good save, Matt. It, he's um, he's become a, a, a massive talking point, Max O'Leary, for the whole season, really. And the fact that we haven't signed, you know, a uh, competition for him and, and yep. things like that. But he's getting much better for me at those one-on-ones. Yeah, I think... Um, I he think had to make a decision always... as well. He had to yeah, make a decision did. whether and, to and... come... And close it down and try and clear it or stay. Absolutely, yeah. He, he's he's able to spread himself very well. Um, that that was an excellent save. Um, and again, Nigel Pearson referenced in his post match about social media and Max seemingly getting quite a bit of stick on social media. 
um, and that Nigel Pearson wants fans to direct it to him because you know obviously he doesn't see it as a positive. Clearly, it's not. Um, I you know I, I questioned both goals yesterday with Max, um, and as I said there with that one, the, the first one was just because I couldn't I didn't know what how much it had moved, but I think he made the right decision in terms of it is moving. He pushes it wide, so I don't I don't apportion blame to him for that. The second one, I don't apportion blame to him when we talk, we, we talk about it. Um, so all, all in all, he actually made a number of really good saves. And yet mm. it was his name that was the one on social media that fans were questioning. And I don't know whether that, that were fans at the game or fans that were watching it um, at home or in a lots of cases, I'm sure it was fans who didn't even see any of it and were just commenting on it. Well, look, look at um, look at look at the situation Zach Viner was in two years ago. He yeah, was probably, exactly. He was probably enemy number one <laughs> yeah, at the time, exactly. and look look where he is. Well, not I, right I now because he's injured. But <laughs> I do think though, Max does need competition. Um, we've seen Harvey um, has had an operation this week. I don't I don't know what the operation was. Looks to be obviously a leg. Well, I was going to say looks to be. Clearly, it's a leg operation because <laughs> it's all bandaged up. Yeah. Oh, it's his wisdom teeth. All right. Um, <laughs> but I still, I still feel from a, a the point of view that Nigel Pearson talks about two two players for every position and the competition. Max doesn't have a number one competing against him. So I think for his own um, performance level, that would be good for him. But. I think he's had a really, really good season this season. Um, and again, goes back to my earlier point, Patch, about the way we want to play. We want Max to try and pass the ball out and find a man. Sometimes that isn't going to come off. So, you know, you have to accept that. Um, I, I've been there going long enough when fans were having to go at Frankie Fielding because every time he got it, he would just boot it. Um, so, yeah. you know, you, you can't have it always, can you? But that's the life of a football fan. We, we want to do certain things. When we do it, it doesn't work. We want to moan about it. So... Yeah. Uh, the uh, between the lines Twitter at between underscore TL uh, last week posted some stats championship goalkeepers with the best save percentage Max O'Leary 81.3% number one yeah so um, look at look at the stats and absolutely he does need need that competition complete completely yeah. agree um, right where are we 45 plus three Taylor Gardner Hickman takes a throw from 10 yards further back than he should and gets a yellow card I've never seen that before Mark <laughs> uh, Keith Stroud at his best mate <laughs> that's the only the only way you could call it wouldn't it really Keith yeah. Stroud at his best I don't I don't like having a go at, go at referees but sometimes <laughs> you, you can't you can't defend the indefensible can you no no it's just um just really petty isn't it you know just to say right take the throw again it's not as if he's gone forward 10 yards and no, got no, no. that that attacking advantage obviously he's got a bit of time advantage because he's just taken it from where and there's this weird thing at the moment going like i don't know if it's an efl rule or whatever but the ball boys are quite ball, the ball the ball people are, are spread out across and around the pitch and then they've got these the balls on cones in front of them so it's, I yeah. think it's down to the player to go and get the nearest ball. And that, I think, was just the nearest ball at the time that he picked up and threw. Yeah, I, I, as I say, I, I just find it uh, uh, astonishing that you could get a yellow card for yeah. taking a, a throw in further back. Yeah, oh, crazy. As I said, I can't say anything more about it. 
All right, 45 plus four. It's it's an equaliser. Uh, Cornick long throw again causes problems. Uh, from that, Naismith's shot is deflected over for a corner. And you think for all the world that that's going to go in that shot, but that is deflected over. It's a corner. Uh, Taylor Gardner-Hickman whips it in well, and Naismith meets, meets the ball with his head. He jumps a little bit, but kind of hits hits the ball with his head on 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 the landing almost. Um, attacks the ball well, and what a great time to score for us, Mark. That was um, you know going in at halftime one one was magic. Absolutely, absolutely. Is um, uh, one thing I would say uh, about Gardner Hickman is is corners have been brilliant up until yeah. uh, recently. You know, we've, we've you know, how many times have we all moaned about our inability to hit a corner? His corners have been really good. And then, and that one, uh, Carl's, as you say, he didn't meet it cleanly, that's for sure. And he didn't meet it at the, at the top of his jump. Mm. Um, but he's, he's the one who's got his head on the ball. It's from the distance. He, he, he was that close. Uh, the ball was going to bobble in and yeah, yeah it was a great equalizer. Um, Yet Leeds have had by far more of the game. They've had more opportunities. But I thought our uh, our intent to try and play football, our intent to go out and attack and have a go at Leeds, mm. I thought we deserved it. Yeah, I thought absolutely. we deserved it at that point. Matt, yeah, great time to score. Great to see a goal from a corner from memory. I think the last one we scored was Rob Atkinson at home at the back post. Probably, yeah, direct from that. Yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, it was. Um, and... We'd stayed in the game, not not that we were getting battered by any stretch, but we'd stayed in the game um, and it was the perfect time. And, and there was the, as they're sort of going off, I'm thinking that this, this could be the result for us because how often have you seen a goal right in the depths of injury time changes the game, even though you then have the break and stuff. Mm. So I just felt it came at such a good time. Um and actually, more than anything, I was so glad it was Naismith because he was outstanding yesterday. Mm-hmm. I thought it was it. It's not. It's not going to put to bed the debate around whether he plays centre half or centre mid. But you cannot disagree. He can play centre half, no problem at all. He was superb yesterday. Halftime summary from Rob. Started great as of late and in that opening 10 minutes could definitely have had a penalty for a push on Dickey. But being the away team at Leeds with Strider's ref, always unlikely. We then regressed a bit as Leeds took the upper hand with a few scary moments along the way until they eventually scored. On first glance, it seemed Knight had been impeded in the immediate build-up, but on replay... Just looked like a clean interception. Had to then ride out a bit more pressure, but then on the stroke of halftime, back in the game from a well-executed header. I'm enjoying the more positive overall approach than the games versus Rotherham, which makes for a, a more enjoyable watch. Leeds aren't perfect, but will remain a threat, but they're not unbeatable. With reinforcements to come on at some point, we could yet nick something, but I'd happily take a draw from here. Um, right into the fifty third. I just say I'm 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 enjoying the more positive halftime summary now, Rob. As well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, we don't want this carrying on, Rob. Come on. <laughs> yeah. So Matt, it's a fifty third minute, and and we are we are two one down. Uh, it's a it's a chance created from Leeds from about twenty twenty two yards, I'd say, and it's gone through Naismith's legs. And um, yeah, it's it's two one. It's Joel Perot, and and if you if you watch the replay from behind the goal, Max is just adjusting his feet as the ball is released, and he just can't get across to it. 
yeah, I it was a poor goal to concede. The 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 space that Piro's got, the fact he can turn in and, and get the shot away. So it wasn't great from a, a defensive point of view with within the midfield and that ball being played. And I I do think Max will be disappointed um because it's a little bit like the Rotherham one the other night. Yes, he's got a player in front of him, but yeah, as you said, Patch's weight is on the wrong foot, it seems. Um, and that the shot A isn't with a lot of venom and B isn't in the corner. So I, I personally think Max will feel probably eight, nine times out of ten he saves that. Um he's just you know just going the wrong way. But I'm not I'm not actually apportioning blame to him for that. I don't, you know, I think he will just be disappointed, but I think the mistakes were made before that. You know, I think we, we needed to be better defensively there. Yeah, and you should be blocking sort of shots from exactly. 20, 20 plus exactly. yards as well, Mark. Yeah. Yeah, we. I was just going to say, actually, they had a number of shots from outside the box. Um, and from memory, you know, a big proportion of them hit the target. Um, you know, we talk about the the, the shot that, that uh, Leeds had where the, um, you know, Max is, is pushed it out and Knights fumbled it and they've scored. But there was, a, you know, a couple of other shots where, you know, Max has had to, uh, you know, push the ball away to safety from, you know, venomous shots. And we hadn't. We what we haven't done is closed down the player quickly enough to stop those shots coming in. You know, let alone letting them get the shots in and getting on target because they've had enough time to eye up what they're going to go and do. Um, and I agree with with Matt. Uh, we needed to to do better uh, before the shot came in, really. And yeah, I bet Matt looks at that. Max looks at that and thinks he should have done better. The okay. shame of it was that. It was early, and so that mm, goal before yeah. half time then sort of gets chalked off a little bit in terms of the the impact of it, doesn't it? So yeah, yeah. Fifty seventh minute, it's a substitution. We we saw the effect that King and Conway coming on up at Rotherham had. So he's gone for King and Conway again, coming on for Williams and Taylor Gardner Hickman. So Williams off Matt. Obviously, he wasn't happy. He was having a good game, but he he did have that booking very early on that. Uh, yeah, could have easily have been converted into a red card with a, with another with another booking, um, and and yeah, Taylor Gardner Hickman obviously again wasn't wasn't his best game, so it's good to get some different options on on the pitch. Obviously, Conway coming on um, and Andy King. Yeah, I I don't think either could really have a, a much argument about the, the changes. To be honest with you, um, I thought Joe had done okay in the first half but but kind of wasn't having an impact in the second half um and i thought it showed up yesterday that that taylor gardner hitman is is filling in as a as a right fullback it's not his his position clearly um he wants to it, get it, forward it doesn't he he wants to get forward and if, if you've got someone like mark sykes as well who ironically obviously got got switched to play there but the two of them going forward, we just got left too often exposed. Um, so, you know, it, it's... The, uh, well, we, we will only know how big an, an impact the McCrory injury and absence has been when he comes back. Uh, I say when he comes back, when he actually starts for us. Yeah. Because I, I do feel as though um, Nigel Pearson saw him as being um, a, an absolute massive signing. I think he sees him as probably his, his pick of the signings in the summer. Um, 
And if you've got a, a really strong player in that position, like you've got on the other flank with, with Cam, it makes a difference. So, yeah, for me, I think I think it was the right substitutions. Yeah, Mark. So uh, the effect of those substitution was was Conway going up top, Cornick going on to the right or left, and then Bell on the other on the other flank. So um, and then King for King for Williams was a straight spot. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree with what Matt was saying. Yeah, Gunnar Hickman is is not a right back. He he comes he gets pulled out of position very quick. You know, very easily he ends up in all sorts of positions over the pitch. You know, a lot of which have got nothing to do with where a right back should be. Um, I think his best positions is in, in the middle of the park in midfield. Um, totally agree. We got left um, really exposed down that flank numerous times. Um, so no no surprise that that was that switch was made, and it was good to see you know Tommy coming on when he did. Yeah. Okay. At that so- point, full of hope. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, 66 minute leads in on the left and somehow the shot stays out. It's a max save or it hits the bar. We couldn't really see from where from where we were. Um, and then just after that, Mark, Conway's away and he gets pulled back. That was really Tommy Conway's only chance to get the ball down and have a run, which, which he's impeded. And it's a booking for Leeds. But that shot, was it a save or was it just off the yeah, bar? it was a save. Was no, it a save? Wow. His, yeah, yeah, Matt's got his hand to it. Um, I, I couldn't, to be honest with you, I still couldn't tell if he got his hand, you know, if it was his hand and onto the bar and then out, or if it was just a hand and it, it just squirt, squirted over to the side. But yeah, it was, um, yeah, uh, a great a great claw by uh, by Max there to keep that one out. Mm. And then, as you say, you know, Tom, it was the, you know, Tommy's, you know, gets the ball when he's he's got a chance to run, he gets pulled back. The guy took one for the team, as they say. Absolutely did. Yeah, no, no qualms with that in terms of it's a it's a part of the game, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Right. Okay. Um, then we have another substitution. So it's Bell off from a Meti, a straight swap, and Vyman for Knight again. Um, you know, a, a straight swap. Vyman obviously a little bit more attacking than Jason Knight. So so those substitutions all made sense. Um, 68th minute, Matt Cornick long throw comes out to Sykes and his pass is really weak. It's intercepted and leads her away, but waste another good chance. Yeah. And, and summed up Mark Sykes game for me yesterday. Um, that, that, that kind of pass just shows a tiredness for me, both sort of physically and mentally. Um, and Mark Sykes has been brilliant this season. You know, he really has been a, a, a bright player spark. of the month for September. There you go. Yeah, player of the month for September. Um, but you know, as, as we always do, just call it based on what you're seeing in the game. Um, yeah, it, it, it was from an attacking position where you're two one down, really pushing to try and get something out of it to give the ball away like that. And it is just a feature of us when we're not on our game, we just don't look after the ball well enough. And I've been saying that for years. This isn't just under Nigel Pearson. It's been a a thing for for so often. But again, when you come up against the really top teams, how many times did Kamara, their number eight, give the ball away? I don't feel like I saw him give him away once. And yet in our midfield, we're making silly, those sort of silly passes. And so, yeah, yeah, really frustrating. That 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 pass from Mark Sykes it summed up for me though everything that was wrong with us yesterday looking after yeah. the ball in that final third. It, yeah. it was it, it, yet again we're in a good position and we've just not passed the ball. We've just not looked after it. Yeah. We've let it go and it gets a good team. They're gonna they're gonna run at you straight away and, and then your He's defenders are. 
trying to force something to happen, it Mark, is. isn't it? Rather than yeah, yeah. And again, that's that's where quality comes in. Quality players know you don't you don't need to play there, right? We we will go backwards and we will go sideways. We will retain the ball, and that's the key thing. Yeah. Um. Obviously, yeah. That that's indefensible. That uh, Sykes pass, but I mean, yeah. after TGH has gone off, he's been asked to to play more or less right back, which which yeah, is yeah. not not his best position. Uh, and he, I think he said in interviews before that starting out there when he when he signed is not definitely not why he signed for the club, and he is more of a striker. Uh, chatting to Oxford fans, so he he is that that person who's filling in basically. He is, um, and again, it's 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 a different mindset, isn't it? Because there are other players that you'll have heard. Alex Scott is a good case in point. Uh, I'll I'll play anywhere. I don't, I don't care where I play. As long as I'm playing, the manager tells me I'll do the job. And that's the that's the 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 kind of response that you want. And I'm not saying Mark Sykes hasn't said that, but yeah, that's what you want. And it's, especially with our squad, and we want to keep a fairly small squad, but when you get the injuries that we get, you are going to have to have players playing in positions that isn't their norm. Um, Tommy Conway is an example. And, it, and it's, it's an interesting point on Tommy Conway. Tommy comes on and plays in that nine down the middle and we, we adjust it. Tommy came on and changed the game against Rotherham, different opposition, but against Rotherham in the 10. Mm. And you kind of think it it worked then. Should we have looked at that as a starting point for Tommy's position rather than going straight to the nine? And it's, it, they're the decisions, aren't they? You know, Nigel Pearson, Wednesday night, brilliant. You know, to put him in there, superb. Yesterday, it didn't work. Um, I've already said in the pod, the next game I start, Tommy is my number nine. So, you know, I'm kind of arguing myself a little bit, but it is that thing that says it worked the other night. Did it need to be changed so much, you know, on, on Saturday? So, yeah. We will be t- picking the team for, for the Coventry game. Uh, well, not we're not actually picking the team, but picking. I was our, say, our, is that like <laughs> is that our podcast price from nine, podcast prize? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> thanks, thanks nice. <laughs> yeah. But uh, we'll, we'll we'll all pick our own sides for, for yeah. Coventry for the end of the game. So um, yeah, start start thinking about that. Right. Um, okay. Seventy second minute. Another important block from Cam Pring keeps Leeds out. Then Leeds do put the ball in the net after Max spills, but it was offside. So a let off. There, Mark, with that being ruled offside, the Leeds fans going crazy. The scoreboard changed to 3-1. It was pandemonium, but uh, it was chalked off. Uh, but just before that, a, a really great tackle and a second one, I think, in quick succession for Campering. He got back. Uh, you may not have seen it from where you got, where you guys were. <clears throat> but yeah, Cam really showed his pace um, to get back to, to make that second challenge. Uh Really good, really strong work from from Cam there. Uh, saved a very dangerous uh, situation. Interestingly enough, I I seen uh, the 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 linesman's flag go up before the cameras uh, panned over to show the Leeds players celebrating, and I'm thinking, <laughs> surely this was offside. <laughs> yeah, was it obviously <laughs> offside? Um, it it was close, but I'd already seen the the linesman's flag, you right. know, from the camera angle. Okay. Good stuff. 76 minute. Uh, Naismith corner is a terrific in-swinger. This is, this is right in line with us, Matt. Dickie gets his head on it, glances it goalwards, but didn't quite get enough on it. That was so close, that one. Yeah, and, and by all accounts, um, it's, it's cleared off the line. So, I was about to say, this. it was cleared yeah. off the line, guys. 
Yeah. Was it clear off the line? Was it? Blimey, yeah. I, I yeah. thought yeah. it was just from a... our angle, we couldn't really see it, could we? But um, yeah, it was cleared off the line, and and again shows you know that that it was an opportunity, another good dead ball delivery. You have to say our dead ball delivery in the main yesterday was very good. Mm. Um, whether Gardner Hickman is having that influence because from a training point of view, but even with Naismith and, and one in particular on Wednesday night where he just whipped it with that real awesome. pace. That one was just, awesome. That, that, that's, that's the kind of dead ball corner that you want. Keep it away Be, from the keeper. Keep it away from the keeper. Yeah, but even if, line. even if the keeper's coming for it, when it's whipped like that, for the keeper to actually catch it and hold it, you know, that's, that's a good save, isn't it? So mm. yeah, there, there, there was definite improvements yesterday in that. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. I didn't realise that was actually clear off the line. I thought it was um, yeah. was wide, so he makes it even worse. Eighty <laughs> <laughs> um, fifth uh, minute. It's a chance for Andy Vyman at the back post. I think we saw something similar in a, in a previous game as well. The ball sort of falls to Andy Vyman at the back post. Stoke, yeah, 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 exactly. He he shoots on target, but it's a great block from uh, from the Leeds defender and. That could have could have been the moment, Mark. We've seen so many times from Andy Vyman. We know he's going to get it on target in in the main, and uh, yeah, unfortunately, not not a goal. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> fairness to their 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 defender, he made a great block. <clears throat> you know, he got himself in the way there. Um, again, it was you're always looking for that one more chance, aren't you? Yeah. And again, that was another one of those chances that had the ball gone past the the defender, it would have probably gone in the net. Yeah, but absolutely. yeah, it was a good block. You got to give you got to give the defender uh, four marks for that. Matt, we really went for it after that um, into sort of the 89th minute and 90 minutes plus injury time. I think Rob Dickey was thrown up front. There was bits of paper being handed around and changing formation. It kind of was, you know, just 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 throw everything at it and try and try and get the equaliser. But it wasn't to be. There was a clever breakup of play by Bamford going down injured. There was three substitutions, including <laughs> our old friend Luke Aylin. Um So yeah, the game sort of petered out from there, really. Yeah, it did. Um, I'm not a I'm not a massive fan of just chucking the big centre half up front, and I know historically we've seen it with the likes of Jamie McComb and, yeah. and Aidan Flint. Um, but I'm I'm kind of very much more of the, and I think I've said on this podcast in years gone by, the Danny Wilson type approach that if you have a certain style and a certain way of playing, then you, you play that to the whistle. Um, but obviously, Nigel was looking to see what he could do. Dickie did actually win a fair few headers, but there was no one then close enough to him to take advantage of it. So it didn't really work out, did it? But, um, you know, in, in fairness, they, they were trying something, weren't they, to try and get something out of the game. But yeah. we never really... I think a little bit, a little bit like the Rotherham game as well. For all of our decent possession and, um, if I'm Lee Johnson, box entries and the openings we were created, we never really forced the keeper into making many saves. So even like some of the shots that we had, that they weren't difficult saves. Whereas you look at what Max had to do, Max is having to make a couple of world, isn't he? So yeah. Okay, ready the spreadsheet, Matt. I'll read through a few tweets. Uh, we've got one from Beth Not Roof. A really entertaining game. Disappointing not to grab a point. We never stopped and played some tidy stuff, but Mehmeti so frustrating and thought Sykes and Knight had an unusually poor game before their Ireland call-ups. Maybe break coming at the right time. Okay, I'm off to bed. Uh, Chris Charge thought the overall play 
For overall, we played better than some recent games. Leeds have parachute payments and Premier Squad would have happy would have been happy with a point. Think we are still missing Zach and Big Rob. Man of the match for me, Cam Pring. He didn't stop chasing. Uh, Dr. Dean Allen, another disappointing defeat at Leeds for Bristol City. Despite equalising, never fully believed we'd go and get a result. Losing Naki Wells didn't help with little threat after Cornet came on. Naismith and Pring played well. We looked like we need a break. And then Northern Tom, three games in 14 days, which is a rarity for me. I think we've been okay. Nothing spectacular, but nothing horrendous either. Rotherham was the best out of the three for obvious reasons, and we didn't embarrass ourselves against the two big clubs. Um, so yeah, Matt, that takes us to the ratings. We, we didn't. We obviously we mentioned that Mametti came on. Yeah, we six. didn't really talk about him, did we? From that no. Point of view? Um, so, I um, think Ruth's Ruth's kind of white, right? He, he, he took up a number of really good positions. What what I like about Anis, he keeps his width. And it's a frustration I've got with Mark Sykes. And I, I kept saying it yesterday. And maybe it goes to your point, Patrick, about him wanting to come in more centrally from a, a striking point of view. Um, but Anis keeps his width, got the ball, received it, controlled it brilliantly, took his man on. It's just his final ball, his crossing, just let him down yesterday, didn't it? He couldn't get, I don't think he had one delivery that, you know, yeah, calls, and there was, caused there them was, a problem. There was one corner as well, Mark, I think he took, and yeah. it was so flat, but luckily it came oh, straight yeah. back out to him, came, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, as I said, so it was a little bit like the start of the game where the ball was being pinged out to Sam Bell. We were pinging the ball out to him, and he was getting the ball, and he was he was doing well, he was taking his man on, but he never, there, nothing ever came of it, if you like. There was never yeah. that killer ball in the box. It was never rolled to someone who could take a shot, even from outside the box. It it just didn't quite work. Yeah. Um, and it was frustrating from that point of view because, yeah, we did get ourselves in good positions. We just couldn't do something about it. It's a strange um, one. Patch, with, oh, on, Patch, just, be, just before we go on, um, I, I mentioned this on our WhatsApp yesterday, and I think it's worth bringing up again when we talk about the parachute payments. Yeah, Leeds pay... Uh, their average salary for their for their across the average of their players is thirty three grand a week versus wow. our eight grand a week. Yeah. So Leeds are spending. If if both clubs have twenty five players, Leeds are spending thirty two and a half million more on salaries than we are. Wow. That this is colossal. You know, this is this just shows the gap. Now, when you look at Leicester, Leicester's average salary per player is forty eight grand a week why you know it, it's like they're, they're paying an extra you know, if you got if both teams have the same amount of uh players their pay their salary bill is like 50 million a year more than ours it's you know this where we talk about it's not a level playing field that's the scale of of the differences and, and maybe to a degree, football has always been a little bit like that in terms of oh, you've has. got, you know, you've got your your Manchester United, your Liverpool's, your Arsenal's who, who in the Prem have, have spent that money. I do just think when clubs come down, to have the parachute payments just isn't fair. It just isn't fair. Um, and as I say, you know, there's no coincidence that you you end up getting these yo-yo clubs. I think we were, we were listening to Talk Sport driving back yesterday, Patrick, weren't we? And... Um, Jamie O'Hara was was presenting with um, Gabby Bunglahor, Aston Villa's Premier League all-time striker patch. Um, <laughs> and 
Jamie O'Hara was saying that the, the three clubs that have gone up, Burnley, Luton, and help me out, who was Sheffield. the one? Sheffield United. Um, he said in particular for Luton and Sheffield United, he feels as though they've just gone up to take the 100 million and will come back down and be able to sort of reset and, and kind of go again. And it does feel a little bit like that. It does feel as though, mm. you know, are they, are they really going for it? So some something for me needs to be looked at with that parachute payment. I think maybe yeah. if it's the first season, that's one thing. For, but for it to carry on for, what is it, three, four seasons, just isn't yeah. fair. It just isn't fair. Okay, right. Anyway, uh, ratings. Hang on. Yeah. So are we do- I've done my prediction in the car oh, on right, the way home. Well, no, give me it again. Just from a reminder. 5.8 was my prediction. Okay, Mark? Oh, I was going to lose 6.2. Okay. It's yeah. fine. You can do what you want. He's got the top. Yeah, line. no, I thought overall. Um, <laughs> yeah, right, okay. Um, so, sorry to disappoint, Mark. Um <laughs> <laughs> I've had no fives for the last two games and, you, and you've, you've highballed some of the players. Yeah, I know. Well, so again, absolutely open to debate on these. Um, so Max, um, and possibly controversially for some, but Max, I went a seven. And the reason I went a seven is that he made a number of really good saves, tried to keep things going. Um I don't apportion any blame to him for the first goal. The second one, as I say, I think he will be disappointed. But I think he made a number of really, really good saves that that give him that kind of um, leeway, if you like. So I actually think it was a better game for him than he's had as a six. He made saves that I thought, yeah, that that's you know one on ones quality. Yeah. Um, Campering, I went seven. Um, I thought, and and again, this one was a little bit of a. Um, was it a six or a seven? But I went seven for Cam because I thought his energy levels were brilliant. And as I say, he was up against a really difficult opponent in in Daniel James. And although James did get beyond him at times, and I, I did think again that Sam Bell probably didn't give the cover that he needed to, I thought Cam defended really, really well. There was one moment, Patch, in the second half on there where he made an absolutely brilliant tackle. Um, so yeah, I thought it was a really good performance from Cam. Um, I'd still like to see Cam getting forward more, but also with a little bit more quality with his, his end delivery. There was one moment, again, where he came sort of surging through, brought it in on his right foot. When that was Joe Bryan, you thought this is going to be a goal here. With Cam, when it comes in on his right, I'm not I'm not anticipating that. And then he had a, a shot late on where he, he drove it from well out. Good connection, but but well wide. And I kind of think, I wonder how many you score in training cam like that. But if you feel you've got that in your locker, then practice it and practice it. And then yeah, maybe they'll start to come off. But yeah, seven for cam. Um, I also went at seven for Rob Dickey. I thought Rob Dickey was excellent yesterday. Probably the greatest compliment I can pay to Rob Dickey at the moment is we're not missing Zach Viner with him being in that position. Um, and then with the way that Zach had played this season in particular, um, I think Dickie's been excellent. A number of times yesterday, he played um, diag balls out that Sandell couldn't quite get on the end of or couldn't quite anticipate that the ball was going to go where it was. A couple came off and, and some of them were over hit, but I really like the way that Dickie plays. Um, Can I just clarify make... something? One sec. We, course, I think yeah. we, we are definitely missing Zach Viner. Um, okay. Yeah. So uh, I, I, yeah. Cause if you take that statement that you said in isolation, no, no, good point. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
but I, I, I'm still going to stand by it and say I don't think Dicky has been a um, a downgrade no. on Zach Viner from that point of view. Um, but yeah, no, of course you're going to miss Zach Viner. Yeah, what an idiot. Sorry. Um, Carl Naismith, I went eight and man of the match. Um, only by the fact that we lost the game two one does Carl not get a nine because he's part of that and and also was in the. Um, you know, was throwing his body for the second one. This, for me, was Naismith's best game at centre-half. I thought he was outstanding. I think a very good side. He played two or three passes that were just brilliant. Um, and I, I sort of said the score before I did his interview. His interview might have even pumped him up to a nine because I loved <laughs> it. But yeah, Na- Naismith, I went an, an eight and man of the match. And as I say, when he plays like that, nobody on any social media platform, any podcast can question whether Naismith should play in centre half. Um, he was excellent yesterday. And we were talking about it, Mark, in the car on the way up, me and Patch. When you look at that and you go, right, we, we've got Zach to come back in. We've got Rob Atkinson to come back in. We've got McCrory to come back in. You start to look at that and go, actually, that's, that's pretty decent, isn't it? You've got Roberts yeah. to compete with Pring. I will say with Hayden Roberts, and I, I don't know if we did touch on it. I think we did patch in the, the Rotherham podcast where he clearly looked disappointed not to be coming on when, you know, the stage where he wanted to. Hayden Roberts needs to get his head down. And when he gets an opportunity, come on and, and take that opportunity. But he needs to make sure he's got his attitude right. And I'm not, I don't know anything, so I don't know that it's not. But he needs to make sure his attitude is spot on so that when the opportunity comes, and it will come, He's there to take it, and that's that's what you want. And you know, I think it's the the kind of ethos and atmosphere that, that Nigel Pearson is trying to grow. Um, midfield, this this again might might be slightly controversial. I went I went two sixes for Matty James and Joe Williams. I don't know whether Matty was more of a seven or whether Joe was more of a five. And Joe did come off early, um, but I thought they they did okay from a starting point, probably just faded a little bit. And so that that's probably the the, the two where I'm like, oh, I don't know whether I've got two sixes. It feels right. I don't know whether, as I say, Matt is a seven uh, or Matt is a six and Joe's a five. So I'll let you boys choose that. I would have gone two sixes for the, t- for the guys, actually. Um, okay. they, had, they had to do a lot of hard work yesterday yeah. uh, to keep chasing shadows a lot of times. Yeah. Um, so I would have gone two sixes. And again, they're up against a Premier League player. Well, I say Premier League player because he, he went all around the world, didn't he? But Ethan Ampadu, I thought, was quality as well for them yesterday. That does yeah. everything. The, the good players make everything look simple, don't they? And he, and he just made yeah. everything he did look simple. Him him, and, and Kam- is it Kamara? Kamara, yeah. Yeah, they, they were just, they were brilliant. Yeah. I, I, I long, Mark, I think I put it in our, our chat, I long for a midfielder like that, Kamara. Just someone yeah. that has got full of energy. Um, yeah. Um, what's what? So comparing Jason Knight at his best to him, what's the difference? Physicality for me. Okay. Um, and I, I think Jason Knight is that kind of um, all energy, get your foot in. Kamara's just got that more physical presence, and I just think I think he's got he's got poise on the ball. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. He's got poise on the ball. Then when he's got the ball at his feet, it's like he's got half an hour to decide yeah. what he's going to do next. Yeah. I don't know where he came from. Um, 
don't know if he's from. I don't know if he came from Celtic. Might might be thinking of a different one, but okay. what's his full name? Uh, I think there's another Kamara. Uh, it is. And when I say a different one, I mean a different Kamara. Um, right, I find it. Glenn. Glenn Kamara, yeah. Yeah, Rangers, yeah. It was Rangers? Was it? Yeah, I thought it was uh, Scottish. He's fin. He's Finnish. Is he? Wow. Yeah. Um. Jason Knight, Mark Sykes, Taylor Gardner Hickman. Um, I'm, I'm looking at it and I'm, I, I do feel harsh <laughs> here, but so I went three fours for all three of those. Um, Jason Knight, as I've said, was, was the poorest game I've seen from him. That might have been a five, but I think the mistake for the first goal was so catastrophic that almost docks a point as well with it. Um, and I just think... Uh, it's, it's almost the kind of thing where I wish he had a niggle and couldn't make the international game. Um, mm, so, sorry, sorry, Irish fans, but I just think he needs a rest. Um, if he doesn't, and if he plays, when we get to our commentary team, I'm I'm resting him. And I can't believe I'm saying that because I, I love him and I think he's full of energy. But he just looked burnt out yesterday. Um, similarly, Mark Sykes, I thought it was a, just a really poor game from Mark Sykes yesterday. He didn't get anything going offensively. Um, I can't really think of anything that he did in terms of maybe there was one cross, um, but again, just left us too exposed. And then with Gardner Hickman, you know, his four was maybe a bit unfair because he's playing in a position that isn't really his position. Um, but he was kind of bombing forward and just not not recognising what was behind him. And we just got caught so many times down that right side. It was just, um, you know, yeah, just just really poor, I thought. So I went I went three fours for those three. Um up front, Naki Wells, um, Sam Bell. Um, I went two fives. Sam didn't have his best game. Uh, again, you know, the international break probably comes at the right time for Sam. Naki is is really a five because of the injury and going off early like he did. He just didn't have a chance to show anything. Harry Cornick, um, I've gone five, and the reason I've gone five rather than the six is that he, he still puts his effort in, but there just wasn't enough quality when it needed to be um, from that end point of view. So that might be a little bit critical. Um, yeah, that that could potentially be a six. Uh, and then the other one, Matty, sorry, Matty James, Andy King, I went six. I thought Andy King came on, showed some real composure. And Tommy Conway, I went six. Um, Tommy just didn't get enough of the ball, but when he did, he ended up getting a, a free kick and a booking against the man. So we just needed to try and get the ball to him in the right areas, didn't we? Um, I don't know how many touches Tommy had, to be fair. I mean, the, the, the couple that he did many, have, yeah, yeah he, he sort of did bring the ball under control and back yeah. back to goal, even up on the halfway line, and yeah. then just gave it simple, didn't he? Gave, yeah, gave yeah, yeah. a few simple yeah. passes, yeah. but um, yeah, didn't have exactly. a chance to, to, get, to get going, really. So... If you're in agreement with all of those and let's say Naismith man in a match, that is an average of 5.71. Couldn't get much closer, could I? Which, you know, I kind of look back. Not we I had 5.85 5, 5. for Rotherham, 5.73 for Stoke. And the Stoke one was a loss, but I think our performance against Stoke was much better than it was against Leeds in terms of offensively. So mm. kind of feels about right. But yeah, I think... Um, can't think. Was it was it Simon? It was Simon that said about my ratings, wasn't it? They didn't always agree with them. <laughs> yeah, a couple, a couple of people have uh, have said it in recent times, but they, well, not, you know. not everyone's going to agree with with everybody else. That's, no, exactly. And, and I do, I, I do, I, I probably look at it, and sometimes 
maybe the sixes we give sixes too many too many times or uh, i don't know about um you know the other yeah. people that have commented but you're there every game so you've got yeah. you've got the the visibility of of all the movement and everything yeah. to give a, a holistic view so uh you're you're most qualified uh, matt to do this well it's, it's it's an opinion at the end of the day so you know i, I james is james pierce is there every game and i think james sort of scores a, a point or two higher than me a lot of the time but he's just far more generous than me isn't he? <laughs> brilliant right okay um quick few quick reminders then so so do retweet this to enter into that prize draw for the beer map poster um and also do look out for how you can help um uh the 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 uh, dementia uk charity at the very start of the podcast but let's let's look ahead then so we've got a two-week break now until we play coventry at home um an international break again already which seems far too soon but there we go um yeah i, I what do you think about it mark you're you're huffing and puffing like i am yeah yeah well i totally agree with the the, the international break because it is a case of what another one? It's like we, we've only just got going again. <laughs> I feel like that what was that that that, that uh, lady from Bristol about yeah 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 about the uh, another election. Um, yeah, you just get going again. You got to stop again. Um, I think that I think I think this break is probably going to help us with a with a couple yeah. of niggles and a couple of injuries. I agree with uh, Matt. I wish uh, Jason Knight was uh, staying at home to to nurse a little knock he's got. Uh, rather than mm. going to play another couple of games, because I think he had he had two cracking games for Ireland in the last international break, uh, but it meant he came back. Yeah, he was knackered. Um, he put in a lot of work in those games. Um, yeah, so ho- hopefully this will get you know we can get hopefully we can get Tanner back because um, I think we do need to get a, a natural right back back on the pitch. So I don't think Gardner Hickman is. He's done okay filling in, but. That's not his his position. Um, okay. All right. Here's my team then for Coventry. Brace yourselves. Oh, Warner up front now. I'm joking. Um, Max O'Leary in goal. Uh, left to right, Pring, Naismith, Dickey. Um, and I'm going to go, unless Tanner's fit, I'm putting Roberts in just to give him a go. I know he's left-footed, but I don't think Taylor Gardner-Hickman um, you know, off the off the strength of that Leeds game, uh, I, I'd like I want to see him in midfield. So I'm going Pring, Naismith, Dickey, Roberts, if if not Tanner, um, and then the, the the two is Taylor Gardner, Hickman, and James, and then the three is Sykes, Vyman, Bell, and then Conway up top with the impact players being Knight, Cornick, Williams, Yaboa, Mehmeti, King, Nelson, um, and Bajic obviously as as the goalkeeper um matt come to you next your thoughts on that and what you would do um i would go yeah george would come back in um if he's not fit though if he's not fit then um i think you've got nelson possibly actually yeah if, if the kid's on the bench although i think it's a game we have to win Okay. So you uh, wouldn't, have, have you wouldn't entertain the Roberts idea. I don't. I don't know how right-footed Roberts is to know how natural that would feel. I mean, it's an it's an option. So I'm not going to say I'm not going to entertain it. It's definitely an option. Okay. Um, Nigel will go Gardner Hickman all day long. Um, if if Tanner's not fit, I'm sure. 
Um, but I, I would go George because I think he, he should be fit. If Curtis Fleming is saying that he was going for a late fitness test um, and they were mm. giving him every opportunity for yesterday, you know, two yeah. weeks he should be fit, shouldn't he? So, okay. yeah, George, George, um, George, Rob, Carl and Cam at the back. I'd go Matty James is the, the defensive. Um, I would swap and put Vyman wide right. I would actually play Sykes in the night role. Uh, Joe Williams and Bell and Tommy up front. So, so, so Williams and James still, yeah? Yeah, but I would put, actually play James a little bit further back and have Williams and, and Sykes more as a kind of two pushing forward. I'd okay. go a bit more offensively, yeah. All right. Yourself, Mark? Uh, yeah, I, I think if, if if Jason does play both games, then yeah, it's going to be hard to keep get, you know getting to play another game. <clears throat> so I think it depends on what what Jason Knight does uh, over this over this international break. Um, I think um, James and Williams have been good together, and I would keep them together. Uh, if I'm being honest, for the for the Coventry game, I think that makes more sense. So if 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 Knight doesn't play. I I would go uh, Vyman in in uh, Jason Knight's position, and I would go uh, Bell and Sykes and Tommy. Yeah. Okay. My, I've got did no problem Vine, with. Did you have Andy Vyman starting patch? Yeah. Yeah. He was in yeah. the. It was Sykes, I think, I, Vyman, I, I, Bell, and then Conway at the top. That shows all, all three of us got Andy Vyman starting, and, and I think yeah. in both those games, I I personally think he's he's had an impact on it. Um. So yeah, I'd, I'd like to see him pushing for a start. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um I've got no problem with 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 the James and Williams combination, but they're they're both defensive midfielders. So we're gonna we were talking yesterday, Matt, about Leeds and how they carried the ball forward through midfield. I just I, I don't know that Joe has to be though. I do think Joe can get forward more and be a little bit more um progressive with it. So but I also see, you know, Gardner Hickman absolutely would be. So so potentially that might be a change I would make would be Joe for for, for Taylor. But yeah. I think like Mark says, I think their combination, Matty James and Joe Williams, is they're really start, starting to click together. Yeah. Um, and with, jo- with and Joe Williams yesterday, wanna, you know, I think that booking really, really impacted, he impacted him in the sense that yeah. he came off. Because yeah. he was actually having a really good game yesterday for me, and yeah. he made a number of great blocks. Um, it particularly in the second, uh, no, in the first half, particularly in the first half. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, it was a real shame when he when he did come off, and yeah, as I say, he wasn't overly impressed with it, but I'm sure he understood. Yeah. Okay. Um, any other business, Matt, from you? No, looking forward to our international break next week, mate. So that'll be, um, yeah. <laughs> but no other than that. Again, just just tremendous, tremendous support yesterday. Um, yeah. You know, singing right to the end. Uh, yeah, it was it it was great to see, and also good to hear Nigel Pearson talking about how good Leeds were and not being a manager whose team lose and sort of says how they were the better team and how unlucky they were and that the ref was this, the ref was that. You know, just just nice to see a manager showing the right kind of attitude after a game. Yeah. And yeah, Mark, anything from you? No, just echo what Matt said then. Actually, I thought the, the, the two interviews from yesterday from Naismith and, and Nigel, I think were really good, really good positive interviews, actually. And I, I agree with a lot of the, everything they had to say. Yeah. So, yeah, roll on Coventry, mate. That's what I say. Roll on Coventry. Right. Roll on the Coventry podcast on the Sunday as well. Um, big thanks um, to Mark and obviously Matt. But uh, don't forget to follow us over on Twitter at 3PIAPC. Get retweeting. 
etc and uh, we'll be back soon but thanks for listening take care everyone take care everyone cheers all cheers Bye. see you guys thanks Mark Yes, you